Our scripture this morning comes from the book of Acts, chapter 8. It comes from verses 26 through 40. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Then an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Get up and go towards the south, to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a wilderness road. So he got up and went. Now there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning home seated in his chariot. He was reading the prophet Isaiah. Then the spirit said to Philip, go over to his chariot and join it. So Philip ran up to it and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. He asked, do you understand what you are reading? He replied, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to get in and sit beside him. Now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this. Like a sheep he was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb silent before its shearer, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, About whom, may I ask you, does the prophet say this, about himself or about someone else? Then Philip began to speak, and starting with this scripture, he proclaimed to him the good news about Jesus. As they were going along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What is to prevent me from being baptized? He commanded the chariot to stop, and both of them, Philip and the eunuch, went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Asotus, and as he was passing through the region, he proclaimed the good news to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. Word of God for us this morning. Thanks be to God. It is hard nowadays to miss an appointment because you have a million reminders. You know, when I get a prescription, the pharmacy texts me and says, we have received your prescription. Then a little while later, I hear, we are processing your prescription now. And a little bit later, it'll say, we have to contact your insurance about your prescription and a little later, I'll get another one that says, your doctor has been contacted because you have no more refills. And it goes on and on until finally they say, your prescription is ready for pickup. You know, all these reminders make it almost impossible for you to forget that your prescription is getting ready and it's going to be ready for pickup. The same thing happens with doctor's appointments and dentist appointments. Now they send you voicemail, text, email, and the day before they remind you, and sometimes even the day of, they'll send you a reminder. All of these pop-ups in your calendar, on your phone, on your planner, on every form of communication, 
make it evident that there is an appointment that you need to go to and that you need to be there on time if you're going to benefit from the appointment. It tells us appointments are important, right? How many of us had to make appointments for a COVID shot? And did you miss that? Oh, no, because you knew it was important, right, to make your appointment. In our scripture today, we find that God has its own system of appointments. And what's interesting about God's system of appointments is that God's system of appointments does not care what kind of appointments you already have on the schedule. That God has his own appointment system in which he prioritizes the need of the kingdom of God above the matters of man down here, of us down here. That, that his kingdom appointments have a divine purpose that supersedes any other purpose that we could put. So when God wants you to do something, when God wants to give you a divine appointment, he finds a way to get your attention. He finds a way to communicate that to you. And sometimes it might be something as simple as a nudge. You know a nudge? You just feel like you need to do something and you don't even know why. You need to be somewhere specific and you don't know why. You just feel like you need to do something at a particular time. And a lot of times the divine appointments come in such a way that you don't even know what you're going to be meeting for. You don't know what you're going to be saying. You don't know what the ultimate plan is. You just know that you feel a tug in your heart to go there or to say something. In our scripture today, we find that Philip got a divine appointment. For those that don't remember who Philip is, Philip was one of the seven people chosen by the disciples to do what? To distribute food to those who were in need. Basically, they were receiving donations. People were, were accepting Jesus and deciding that they needed to share what they had because that was part of the kingdom principle. And so they were bringing all their stuff to, to the disciples and saying, here, take it, use it for the kingdom. And it got to be too much. And so they appointed seven people and they prayed over them and they appointed them to distribute the food. Well, Philip was one of those seven who had been commissioned, prayed over by the disciples. And we are told that when they chose these seven people, these seven people were already being used by God. Stephen was said to be full of the Holy Spirit, which was one of the others, right? So they were already being used by God. They simply got assigned new appointments. But what we found out was that Philip is called in our scripture to an appointment that has nothing to do with food and nothing to do with distribution. Have you ever felt called by God to an appointment that you felt ill-equipped to do? To, for something that you thought, God, that's not my sweet spot. That's not the stuff that I normally do. That's not the kind of thing that I normally do for you. This is how Philip must have felt because he gets called by this angel to go to this road that goes from Jerusalem to Gaza, and it's a wilderness road. And if you haven't lived in the country, you don't know what a country road is. Country road is house, pasture, 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 house, pasture, 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 empty space, house, and 
every now and then you might see a blinking light. That's a country road for you. And when he talks that this is a wilderness road, what we're being told is that Philip was being called to this place that doesn't have a lot of people. And you know, if you are wanting to share Jesus, you want to get sent to where the people are. You want to go to where there's lots of people. You want to go to where there's going to be groups of people. And he gets sent to this wilderness road. An angel tells him, you got to go down there. God has an appointment for you. God has something for you to do. And you know, most of us would have said, there's nobody there. I'm not going. But not Philip. We're told that Philip got up and went. The sheer obedience is amazing because without knowing what he's going to do there, without knowing who he's going to meet, without knowing anything about the details of what God has planned, he gets up and goes. And we're told that when he goes to the road, there is a eunuch a court official from Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, riding in his chariot, coming back from worshiping in Jerusalem on that road. And you know, this is not an unimportant person. Whoever handles the money is important. Ask he. Whoever handles the checks, that's an important person, right? Whoever handles the purse strings is important in the scheme of things. And here is the one who handled the whole treasury for Ethiopia. And he's coming back from worshiping in Jerusalem, going there to worship. And if you went to Jerusalem, you weren't worshiping Baal. You weren't worshiping some of the other gods. You were going there for the one true God, the God of Israel the God of the Israelites, the Jews. You were going there for the God that you had heard about that had freed these people from slavery in Egypt. You're going for the one who led them through the desert to a promised land. You were going there for the one that you had heard so many stories about of what he had done to show his mighty hand for his people. And this eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship. And you know, the sad part is he couldn't even go inside the temple. Did you know that? He had to worship from the outside court because he was a eunuch. And they weren't allowed inside. And yet, he undertook a long journey. You got to remember, this Ethiopia to Jerusalem, not a short trip. This was a pilgrimage. This was a journey that he put on his calendar, an appointment he set with the Lord, a time that he set apart to go and seek to worship the one true God. And he had gone there with a purpose. And he's heading back home on that long journey. And he's on that wilderness road. And he's reading scripture as he rides. And the scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit told Philip, go join the chariot. Now, I don't care how slow the chariot is going. It's going to take some jogging for you to keep up with a chariot. You're going to have to huff it to, get, to keep up with a chariot that's being pulled along by, by a horse, right? It's not going to be easy, but here is Philip 
kind of jogging next to this chariot and listening to what is going on as this man, who is clearly not a Jew, is reading scripture reading from the book of Isaiah. And you got to remember, Philip was a Jew through and through. He would have known the scripture. He would have immediately gone, I know exactly where that's from. I've read that before. I've studied that before. And as a Christian, I now even understand that better than I ever did before because I know what it means. And the scripture says that Philip turned to the eunuch who is in his chariot, And he said, do you understand what you are reading? Do you understand what you are reading? You know, in our appointments, we need to learn to ask the right questions. The right question can lead to so many opportunities. Do you understand what you're reading? The question that Philip offered to this eunuch was basically a veiled invitation It was, if you need help understanding this, I'm right here to help you. If you want to understand it, I can guide you. If you want to know more about it, I can explain it to you. But it was phrased in such a way that it wasn't a threatening question. Do you understand what you're reading? And the eunuch turned to him and said, how can I? unless someone guides me. The eunuch opened the door for Philip to share what he knew about that scripture and what he knew about Jesus. If you ask the right questions, people will invite you to share Jesus. If you ask questions that deal with where people are struggling in their faith, they will ask you to share your faith and to tell them about how God has been active in your life. If you ask the right questions, God will give you the right words to follow up with someone who is doubting or having struggles. You know, oftentimes people are searching for God and they're hungry to understand, but they need somebody to guide them. This is what I call divine appointments. They're when God allows us to be at the right time, at the right place, with the right person, and God gives us just the right words to be able to open the door to share Jesus and to share our faith and to share our experience in such a way that we can help build up and edify someone's life. Philip got right into that chariot. And the scripture says he began to explain the scriptures from where the eunuch had been reading and then expanded that to the rest of the scriptures to tell him about Jesus. Again, this is another instructional moment for us. We have to start where people are. The eunuch was reading from Isaiah. He needed to start with Isaiah. He needed to start at that point where the eunuch was struggling to understand Scripture in order to help him to expand his understanding of how that Scripture applied to Jesus. Philip took that Scripture about a suffering sheep being led to the slaughter who did not complain about what was about to happen to it, 
to explain to this eunuch that Jesus had come to give his life for him. We don't know exactly all the conversation, but what we do know is that as he explained this to the eunuch, he began to share with him his faith about who Jesus was, how he was represented in that sheep that, that this man was reading about in Isaiah, and how that sacrifice of Jesus had changed everything going forward. And Philip got to share so much about his faith that we know he even got to the point of explaining baptism to this eunuch. You know how hard it is to understand being born again and all that stuff about baptism? Yet somehow Philip got to the point where he was able to explain to this, this man that if you believe in your heart and trust in Jesus Christ, you can be baptized as a symbol of the cleansing of your life, of your sins, and of the grace of God that has been poured on you. And that you can do this as a sign of your faith and affirmation of what God has already done in Jesus Christ for you. How do we know we explained this? Because the minute the eunuch saw water up ahead on the road, he said, look, there is water. What is there to keep me from being baptized? You know, people are always asking, what is the stumbling block so that I can get saved or be with God or be right with God? They want to know. And a lot of times... You know, we want to give them a list of things they need to change to be right with God. But the reality is that we come to God as we are, and then He does the transforming in our lives. This eunuch had not had a chance to change his life. He simply got to the point that he believed enough to want to be submerged in the waters of baptism and to confirm his faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of his life. And so he orders the chariot to stop. He says, stop the chariot. And they got down in the water. And Philip baptized him right then and there. Remember, Philip was commissioned to distribute food. And he was here baptizing a believer in the faith in Jesus Christ. As soon as they came out of the water, Philip is snatched away by the Holy Spirit. And he's taken pretty far, a sotus, a new place where he proclaimed the good news to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. I don't know about you, but if I was on assignment and appointment and I got whisked away over, you know, 100 kilometers, I'd be like, God, let's take a break. Let me catch my breath. Not Philip. He begins to continue to share Jesus on his way to the next spot. You know, there's a lesson there for us. If God gives you an appointment today, to share Jesus, it doesn't mean that tomorrow he doesn't need you for another one. God wants to appoint us daily and regularly to his work. He wants to always, for us to always be on the lookout for the next appointment and to be walking towards it, trusting that when we get there, God will already have been there and that we will have what we need to be able to do the task. 
We're told that the eunuch just rejoiced and continued on his way home. You know, church lore says that this eunuch went back to Ethiopia and began the Christian movement in Ethiopia that converted a lot of people for Jesus Christ because of his high position and because Philip was willing to meet the appointment that God had set for him. Whose chariot will you meet this week on the road? And will you be willing to approach it and ask a question that opens the door to share your faith? You know, most of the time when we read this scripture, we want to, we want to put ourselves and, and, and relate to Philip. But I want to turn it around for a moment and say, do you need somebody to approach your chariot this week? Do you need somebody to be appointed to you to help you understand something about your faith or about your journey? And will you pray that God will give that appointment out so someone can meet you in your chariot and you can invite them in? Where do we need to be this week to meet our divine appointments? Divine appointments are given by God, but it's up to us to respond. It's up to us to say, yes, Lord, I'll go. To get up and go as Philip did and to be at the right place at the right time with the right people. I pray the Holy Spirit guides you and reminds you this week of your divine appointments and that you will look for multiple appointments, not just one. Because every day, God is giving us new opportunities to share our faith. Let us pray. Father, I just thank you. I thank you that you do have plans for our lives, that you have divine appointments for us to share Jesus and to receive Jesus on the road. We ask, O oh Lord, that you will help us to see where you want us to be and with who you want us to be this week, that you will give us the words, that you will give us the questions, that you will give us the understanding that we need as we continue to meet people on the road where they are. Help us, Lord Jesus, not to miss any of your divine appointments in our lives. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.